Hi, I'm Anas. And I'm Grace. We love the Wheel of Time fandom, and we love talking about why it's so special. Our mission is to give back to the fandom through projects that amplify the fun and camaraderie. I thought it was we make people cry. Mm, yeah, but in a good way. This, This is, is The Light's Work. Hi, welcome to The Light's Work. My name is Anas, and with me is my very good friend, Grace. Grace, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm very excited that we are doing our first podcast tonight. We've planned this for a little time now, and it's, uh, it's finally real. So this is fun that we're finally recording. So what is The Light's Work? What are we doing here? Well... The Light's Work is the way that you and I have been doing stuff for the fandom. We have just gotten into this habit of doing nice things for people, obsessively finding video clips and tracking people down to help us make videos, and people seem to enjoy them. And we do it because we really love the people that we're doing these things for and we really love the fandom and it means a lot to us and we just want people to be as happy in the fandom as we are you know it's it's an obsession right there's this kind of you know now it's almost become like and if you think back to the latest thing we've done it's like yeah of course we're doing this like we don't even have to kind of convince ourselves it's like a foregone conclusion that we're doing something and it's really an obsession with this fandom this fandom and this community and how how much love it spreads and how much joy it spreads so i think you know amplifying this fandom and you know moments in this fandom that bring happiness and joy that's the light's work yeah and i think the fandom itself in a way is also the light's work I've just heard so many people say the same thing that you and I have said about how much it means to them and how it gives them so much joy, even when things are difficult in other parts of their lives and that they've met amazing people and that it's just such a special thing for so many people, which is another reason I wanted to do this podcast is because I just want to understand why and I want to talk to people about why. Um, there's definitely a few people that I would like to interview to ask them about their experience, you know, maybe in the future. Uh, we'll pull some people onto our pod. Interview guests in the future. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. Um, I don't know why I'm saying that because I know what we're going to do in the future. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but you're right. You know, the fact that, you know, the fandom and how much you, how much you get back my life has changed this year because of this fandom. I mean, clearly there is a before fandom me and after fandom me. And it's hard to describe, but there's been, a, I think I'm not wrong in saying this would be true for a lot of people. And I hope it's true for a lot of people in, in a really good way where they've, um, they've experienced this kind of change um, that's, that's good for them. Yeah, and I think we're planning to dive a little more deep into that in our next episode, uh, talking about what, you know, what changes 
have occurred in our lives since we've gotten into the fandom, which for me was mid-2019, I think. So this is like a three-plus-year experience at this point. Um, so Great definitely- segue, yeah. <laughs> Great segue. No, because yeah? really, you know, because um, we'll go we'll go way back into the past. But do you remember that? You said 2019. Do you remember yeah. your first fandom interaction or your first introduction to the fandom? And we're talking about the online fandom. You know, you could call it Twitter of time. You could call it the show. You know, how Wheel of Time came back into our lives, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the show. I mean, I think that's why we're here mostly is that the show brought everybody together in a way that and with and with more technology and options for connection than we had in the past when the books came out so it just blossomed into this thing so for me it was twitter of time definitely is what pulled me in i knew about the show i had seen the picture of rosamond holding the eye of the world and i knew it was coming out i was very excited and I kept wanting more information about it, but couldn't really find it anywhere. And then somehow realized that Rafe was on Twitter. And I thought to myself, well, I need to get on Twitter so I can follow Rafe and figure out what's going on here. And I can't really recall how it happened, but I ended up discovering Twitter of Time. And I think my first interaction was, <laughs> I feel like... <laughs> A little dumb about this but I think I like tagged Sarah and Rafe and like the sh- well the show didn't have an account back then but I tagged Sarah and Rafe and I was like yeah so when should I start my reread or I don't know something <laughs> like that but somebody found me probably default Rand and was like oh you know come join us on Twitter of time uh then I rebranded myself into a, a character account and then I think the first like official Twitter of time post I did was I took a picture of a dog with his head out of the window of a car. And I said, Wolf Hopper, is this you? Then <laughs> like, a bunch of people were like, hey, like, you know. <laughs> Do you remember um, when that was? It was like somewhere between August and October of 2019. That's interesting because my introduction was I was I, I was following the the show news uh, you know as it came out and we knew there was going to be a show and then the Rosamond thing happened and then they announced the Emmons Fields five right and that night I don't know I think I was on you know whatever website that I found when I googled this and I think it was somewhere there they you know there was like an ad for a live stream on YouTube and I'm like, huh, that's cool. And I remember that, you know, I clicked it and I'm like, I've never, I'd like never been to a live stream on YouTube and it was the Dusty Wheel. And at, at this point I had like no idea what the Dusty Wheel is, who the innkeeper is and the background. But I'm like, hey, this is cool. Let me like, someone's actually talking about this tonight. Let me tune in. And so I um, started listening and I'm like, this is fun. Someone's just doing a show their first show and they're talking to their friends who are calling in and there are other people calling in and talking about this and it's so nice like they're just having a nice wonderful conversation i'm excited and you know that was my introduction to to, to kind of 
the, the online fandom. I had a Twitter account from, I don't know, like 10 years ago or something. I didn't really dive into Twitter of time until much later. I would just kind of follow the dusty wheel and kind of tune in when, when you know, when with their episodes. And it wasn't probably until much later where I actually um, started tweeting and, you know, actually getting involved in that. I definitely lurked. And I actually joined Instagram because Rosamond made an account on Instagram. So I actually didn't have an Instagram account until then. So I kind of got into like the social media world of the fandom. Yeah, it's so it's funny you bring up the Dusty Wheel because I think that's such a huge part of it too. I loved being on Twitter and it was fun and I could tell that the people on there for the most part were nice people and we enjoyed kind of joking around together but I think when I found the dusty wheel it just brought it to a whole other level for me when I realized like how special it was to see the same people in chat week after week sometimes twice a week um, and just how kind everybody was and you know asking how you are and it it was more at that point I realized it was more than just we all like the Wheel of Time. I realized it was like, these are people I want to hang out with. These are people I like, um, people who get me. And so I feel like the Dusty Wheel is a huge part of that for the fandom and for me, for sure. Yeah, I mean, definitely transformative for me in in many ways. Um, And you're right. I mean, when you go back to live chat now, whatever day you're having, you're going to be uplifted, right? Because you're meeting people that you have the best time with. So, yeah, um, that aspect of the fandom um, is is very special. So, okay, you know, you, you said you made an, uh, a character account. Tell, t- t- tell us about that. How did, how, why are you Bane and Chiad? Well, I first and foremost didn't want to duplicate any other account that was mm-hmm. out there. I was like, if I'm going to join this, I want to be my own thing. So I, you know, looked up all the major characters and those were all taken. So what was your, what was your first choice? What what, what was your, like, I wish I was that. It was either Egwene or Fael, probably. Maybe I tried both one, probably one after the other, not sure which order. Okay. Um. So those, yeah, those are like my two faves from the books, but then I was like, well, if I can't be them, like what other characters do I identify with the most? And definitely the Maidens of the Spear for sure. Um, So as I was thinking like, okay, well, Avienda, you know, she's taken. And I was like, but wouldn't it be funny though, if I was Bane and Chiad? I don't know. It just like came into my head like that, you know, like Bane would be too short of a Twitter handle. I think Chiad would too. So I was just like, all right, I'm going to be both. And I, I, did a search and nobody else had it. So I was like, all right, this is me. I'm going to be both. And people loved it when I finally like did my post of like, this is my new profile picture and this is who I am. Hello, Twitter of time. People were like, yes, like, oh, they're here. You know, (laughs) it was like such a like overwhelmingly warm welcome. I mean, I like, you know, this happens all the time. Like somebody is like, hey, has anyone read the Wheel of Time? And then like 500 people pounce on them and (laughs) retweet and comment and it's like just like being squished by a million puppies and yeah it just it was incredible 
it's like oh do you need a hug like i mean you know roger code brother it looks like you know like you like oh we just finished the uh, the last book and it's like yeah we we get it <laughs> we know <laughs> yes um but yeah that's cool i mean bane and Chiad. i mean it's um more than two years of bane and Chiad adventures yeah like three years yeah wow. and I don't know. I mean, they're always together in the books. So like, why would you want to separate them into two accounts? They they have to, they almost have to be one account. Yes, I think. for sure. Yeah. For sure. Let's see. Let's kind of go back. Let's go back to when you first heard about The Wheel of Time or you went, when you first picked up Die of the World. So what's your fandom origin story or rather or true origin story for the books, I guess? So I started reading The Wheel of Time around 1997. Uh, I was in either in late middle school or early high school. And my boyfriend at the time, my like high school sweetheart, I guess you should say, you could say like he was like my first boyfriend and we were just stupidly puppyish and adorable um, and very idealistic and all of those things you are when you're when you're young. And uh, he introduced me to it um, because his brother, his older brother, had introduced him to it. And he's like, oh, I think you're going to like these books. I really loved The Princess Bride. It was like one of my favorite movies. And I had read Redwall and, um, you know, I was just, I liked fantasy. So he's like, I think you'll like this, you know, and I don't think I had read any sort of epic fantasy before. So I had no idea what I was getting into. And completely overwhelmed by the glossary and uh you know I'm one of those people who's like oh I have to understand everything before I read the book so like I would just be constantly looking back at the glossary um anyway I got through the eye of the world and then I just kept asking him for the next book over mm -hmm. and over again he gave me all of the books eventually I got my own copies and then um the last paperback that I read was a crown of swords so the first book I waited for was Path of Daggers. Um, and then from then on, I just kept reading. And we didn't stay together. Obviously, we, we dated for maybe like three years. And then we moved on when our separate ways. So when I was in college and grad school, um, and then after grad school, such a long like stretch of time, I finished up the books. What about you? What was your Wheel of Time origin story? Yeah, so um, thinking back, I think it was around... 2001 um uh we were a group of um uh, friends in high school actually late middle school probably for me too i first read the hobbit so my first fantasy book was the hobbit and i read it because the lord of the rings movies were going to come out and i'm like i have to read them these books uh before i see the movies so i read the hobbit and the hobbit was an easy read I, I was reading like fiction, like Michael Crichton and, you know, that kind of stuff before that. And um, this friend of mine had, um, I think, the first six books at that time. And he's like, these are really fun. If you've, re you've read The Lord of the Rings, you really like Lord of the Rings, you should read these. And soon I realized there was like six of us who were like, who have read these books now. Or at least one of the books, and I and I distinctly remember reading the prologue and being like, 
wow, this is interesting. I don't know what's happening, but it sounds interesting and cool. And my friend was like, wait till you find out what this actually means. And that really hooked me. So I like the kind of waiting for a reveal. I kind of maybe like secrets, but the fact that there was like something secret or something that was going to be eventually revealed about that prologue, I was like, I need to get there as soon as I can. And uh, a lot of people talk about the prologue and how it maybe didn't hook them. I maybe had a little bit more information that there was, you know, this is really important. So, um, uh, and then I started reading and I felt like it was much easier to read after I had read Lord of the Rings. We had, you know, the six paperbacks and like six or eight people who were like waiting to read them as we all got introduced. Um, and um, and this was when I uh, so I uh, went to school in Saudi Arabia and it wasn't really easy to get books as especially new releases. So I remember book nine hadn't come out. And I think we we I had read up to book seven. My brother had um, started going to college in the U.S. and was coming back at the end of two thousand one. And I'm like, hey, can you get me these books? He's like, yeah, sure. So he got me like all of the books, and I think book eight and nine he got like hardcover, you know, as as they had just come out. And I was like, suddenly I'm like the the king of the world. And everyone's like asking me because now we have two sets of books and my other brother started reading them too. And then um, thereafter just um, uh, kind of waited for the books to come out and someone to send them to me so I could read it. I was actually looking back at this Facebook post from 2013, um, from January of 2013. Um, and um, my brother was going to visit me from Canada in like like two or three weeks after the book was released. And I'm like writing on Facebook, where can I find this book? Is there any place I can find this book? And I was <laughs> like, yeah, I'm coming in two weeks. I'll get it for you. And I'm like, but I need it now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'd had to like wait a little bit more than, yeah. you know, I, I never really got that chance to actually line up or, you know, go to a book signing or a book release or something like that. But um, that might change in the future. I don't know. Maybe. Um, there are other books that are coming out, right? Yeah, I think there might be one, maybe in early November. I don't know. It's probably know. nothing important or interesting at all. Yeah. So maybe, you know, maybe there's, there's, there's future chances of going to a book signing of a Wheel of Time book. Yeah. We'll, we'll find out. Would... We'll find out. Yeah. I was going to just say, were you doing the lights work even back then, in a way, when you got the books from the U.S. and you brought them back? And you were like, hey, you know, and shared them with all your friends. I mean, that feels like what we're talking about in a way. <laughs> uh, yeah. Now that now that you put it that way, I, I guess so. Although I'm like, if you look at my books, they they would look untouched. So mm. I would I read them with um, a lot of care. So in my, you know, when I was younger. <laughs> I definitely shared my books, but I, I was very apprehensive about how I would get them back. And my <laughs> my and the Great Hunt was the one that got the most um, wear and tear. And I was and I think I lost the, the the front cover. I still have those books. I don't have them with me now. Um, 
they're at my parents' place in, in Pakistan. Um, I was going to get them last year when I went, but I don't know. I forgot. So um, I'm going to next time I go. I did something very stupid with my paperbacks. I Somewhere along the lines, I decided that how things looked was better than how like what was meaningful to me. And I got rid of all my paperbacks with all the like really cracked spines. And I, you know, I had one through six were a certain type of art. And then my crown of swords was like that maroon one with gold writing. It was like a different, completely different version. And then from then on, I had hardcovers and I was like, this doesn't look nice on my bookshelf. So I got rid of them and I got all hardcovers for one through seven. And I'm kind of mad at myself now because I wish I still had you know, that the first eye of the world that I ever touched and read. Right. right and I guess yeah. it's because I didn't know. I didn't when I did that, I didn't know how important all of this would become to me. I mean, it was, it was a series I loved. Right. But I didn't know it would be this important. Um, I think we could talk a little bit about how, you know, how the pandemic maybe affected coming back to the fandom. And the one way it did for me and kind of, you know, in relation to how I first started reading the books, um, I got back on a WhatsApp group with my high school friends. And we just, during the pandemic, because, you know, we we're like, hey, it brought people back together like that. And we were just talking about different things. And um, one of my friends was like, hey, I finally finished The Wheel of Time. And I was like, yes, that's awesome. And like five of the friends were like, wait, you guys... You guys still talk about the whole time? And I'm like, yeah, of course, you know. Um, and they're like, I should finish that book, you know, <laughs> at some point. So we kind of started talking about the whole time. And we started talking about, you know, this series that had kind of brought us together, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago. And uh, we started talking about it again in this kind of small community that I had from a while ago. And one of the first friends who introduced me to the books um, actually recently moved very close to me and and visited and I, I, like I had the books and he's like wow like he was like seriously impressed by um, <laughs> you know the fact that this is relevant to me and he's like you know what I'm going to listen to them again and so we've been talking about it you know in that sense too so it's not just the online fandom there's other ways I've reconnected with people that were close to me because of the wheel of time oh that's so awesome i don't really have anybody outside of the online fandom that i've really connected with about the books i you know obviously lost touch with my ex although he did email me about the show um the day that the teaser trailer came out it was just so crazy like to get an email from him on that day and be like hey did you see this like you know, because I had been thinking of him too in the sense of like, he's the reason I'm part of all of this now in, in a way. Uh, so we went back and forth a little bit, but you know, we're not really friendly. Um, you know, we don't see each other. He's got his own life. I have my own life, but that was cool. Outside of him, like there's no one like an in real life friend that I have. And it's great that you have that, you know, people you actually kind of came full circle with. No way. Right, which is odd because I I talk to a lot of people um, um, here, and they're like, "This is the first time I'm meeting someone in real life who reads these books." And I was like, "Wait, I actually had that." Um, and my brother, um, you know, I have two brothers, and one of them 
read the books with me so we we, we definitely you know connected uh, over that i don't think he's really into the show or you know stuff like that now but you know on that note you know so someone convinced you to read the wheel of time have you ever convinced someone to read the wheel of time i recently did yes i one of my coworkers who loves fantasy uh i started to talk with her about the show and about my involvement in the fandom and she was like, all right, I'm in, I want to read. And so I, I gave her uh, Eye of the World and I got her started in on it. And she's now on Towers of Midnight, I think. So she's really into it. She's also watching the show. Uh, so I'm pretty proud of that. But that's that's it, just her, nobody else. I've given the Eye of the World to other people, but it's never worked out. My best friend who lives in Denver has a copy and has barely read two pages my dad and stepmom i gave them a copy and they sort of gave up on it and just watched the show <laughs> so i haven't been super lucky in that department how about you have you convinced anybody i actually have and i was just trying to think when this happened because i think this happened in like 2018 19 kind of even before the show was really gathering any speed um and one one of my kind of best friends i had always mentioned um the wheel of time to them because they uh saw game of thrones and really liked it and read those books and really didn't read you know fantasy otherwise before that and it was like oh i'm like well i guess you read fantasy now so you have to read the wheel of time i think over the course of a year to a year and a half I would get texts from time to time of screenshots of different different passages from the books and I and this is um before my most recent re-listen which is probably 2019 so I think um I remember two specific screenshots that he sent he sent me uh the end of Lord of Chaos and like it would be it's funny like he would send me a screenshot and it would it was like circled the things like he, he wanted me to he wanted me to yep. to focus on and i think it was around that time like i have to just i have to i have to start you know listening to these books again the second was one of my f- most favorite moments um in in the last battle and this is just such a cool moment and i remember like when he sent me a screenshot of that and circled, I was like, yes, like this, like I was like so happy that that we connected over something. And this is like, you know, right at, at the end of the book, there's so many awesome things that happen. Um, but I remember those, I remember those screenshots really well. Um, and um, just talking about stuff like that. Um, that just it brings you to one point. So I, I just mentioned like listening to the books. I read all of them. And then my most recent kind of go through was a re-listen. Um, have you read li- listened or what have you done? I am currently doing a listen through for the first time. I had up until then had just read them. Um, it totally changes the experience. Um, I kind of now that you've said all of that, I want to get back into it. I sort of stopped somewhere towards the end of the great hunt i stopped listening and was just listening to other things podcasts music and stuff but now i'm inspired to go back to it and finish finish the full audiobook series 
Um, but I love what you were saying about your friend circling those parts, because I think that's just so gratifying. You know, I've had that experience with my coworker too, um, where she'll send me a text at a random time with like a million <laughs> exclamation points about something that just happened. And I can see why the first time reader podcasts are so popular and people just love to like re-experience reading the books for the first time again, but also like bringing that joy to other people. It's another way that we have the lights work in our fandom. The lights work. (laughs) It's almost like we have a theme. Uh, So yeah, I just think like that's, that's a big part of it is like, I love this thing. It makes me happy. It is meaningful to me. Let me share it with you. And then when you find that it's just as meaningful to someone else it's just like this soul connection and it's just really beautiful yes and and um there's so many moments right there's so many moments to connect and this fandom with these books brings a diverse group of people together that find meaning and and togetherness in 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 this book series and i think um that just speaks to um, the power of these books, I think. I think before we kind of talk about content creation in general and, you know, what we've done, because this is the Lights Work podcast, but we've done some projects. So I'll come back to that. Do you want to talk about, you know, Robert Jordan and that transition to, to, to Brandon Sanderson and what you remember about that? Uh, and I'll go first in this because I genuinely remember reading Dragon Mount um, blog post from Robert Jordan. And then as he got sicker, I think I had just started med school at that point. And so when I found out he had um, cardiac amyloidosis, I was like, you know, started reading up on, about it. And, and, you know, this is really early in, in, in med school. And I was like, this is not good. Um, and then he's, you know, started getting, you know, treatment and in th- chemo and things like that. And it, I remember how, you know, it's, it's a strange kind of feeling where it's not like I knew stuff because I didn't, but you, 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 I knew a little bit more than I should have. And it just made me very sad that this was happening and, um, we may never see the end of the series. And, you know, the fact that we got Brandon Sanderson and the fact that we got those last three books and and we got an ending and we got to experience that, there is a journey through there for a lot of people um, and meaning to a lot of people. I'm sure um, they got, you know, just by um, connecting with loss and how there is redemption there is healing after loss and things do turn out to be wonderful um afterwards and yes there was you know rj losing rj was was a big loss but we have a beautiful ending we have brandon sanderson and i think it's um it it was tough to go through but uh, it definitely um i think um was an experience that I, i i wouldn't change Yeah, I definitely think that that is part of the reason this fandom is so special. I I can't help but think that that has something to do with it in terms of 
we went through a huge loss together. I mean, I don't remember a whole lot about that time. Um, it was just a weird time in my life, grad school and afterwards. And I wasn't really connected with the online community back then. I think I had maybe seen Dragon Mount and uh, Theoryland like a couple times on my computer in college, maybe just procrastinating on doing a paper or something. And I'm pretty sure I saw some of Rob Christensen's digital artwork here and there. Oh, wow, really? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure like that, the one of, um, the one of uh, Luz Theron and Dragon Mount, I'm pretty sure I had maybe even had it as like my wallpaper at some point. Anyway, I wasn't, but other than that, I wasn't really connected. I wasn't reading. I didn't even know that there were blog posts um, from Jordan until later on. Um, so I wasn't on top of it, but of course I was still like devastated when I heard the news and scared about what that meant and would we ever, you know, get to see the end of this happen and then, you know, getting through that together and having it end the way that it did, I think really just set us all up to to connect over that, you know, going through that together, the ups and downs and having a nice, you know, you don't get that a lot in life. You don't get to say goodbye you don't get to get closure in a lot of ways in life um so it's really meaningful when you do and uh, i think that that's part of what we all connect on is this feeling of almost like a feeling of safety and understanding within this group yeah i agree with all of that yeah it it's um it was like i said i think it's an experience that that i think most of the fandom went through and um um it, it's meaningful um yeah no i you know you mentioned um having that as like a that picture as a background or something i think <laughs> i i'm pretty sure i had dragon mount as my like default like web browser thing that opened up wow <laughs> because, You're, like yeah. your homepage. yeah I, dragon mount is sure. your homepage. Yeah. wow i think so yeah um especially around that time you know when when you were waiting for books and things like that I remember that and then I definitely remember following um Brandon's I think he had like a blog blog too that he would write in and talk about progress and stuff like that yeah let's kind of shift gears and talk about you know content creation and you know what we've done and things like that um but you know why do we why do we like watching all these live streams why do we like listening to all these podcasts um what is it about them well that's sort of a mystery to me i that i want to figure out with you in this podcast i was always really like confused by why people would watch on youtube people like opening packages or watch <laughs> someone else playing a video game or watch someone react to a thing it's it was just bizarre to me I did not understand any of that but I think I maybe am starting to understand it a little bit um in the sense of you know a lot of the things that we watch and listen to are people reacting to wheel of time news or a wheel of time trailer or a wheel of time episode and so I think what it is is that you get this sense of like validation almost when you hear someone else say, oh yeah, that really like 
got to me um, or I didn't like that or I did like that. And if you have the same opinion, it feels like, okay, this person understands me. And also I can share this feeling with them, whether it's excitement, joy, disappointment, you share the feeling and it, it becomes uh, validating to have the same experience. Um, I feel like there was another thing I was going to say about that, but I forget. <laughs> oh, I know. Like also like uh, different opinions too. Like I think it's good to like listen and, and watch these things and like you get opinions you would not have thought of otherwise. Right. I mean, so what you're saying is someone can still convince you to like Cat Swain. No, that is never going to happen. I will never like Cat Swain. However, <laughs> however, I do feel like I have heard and listened to those who do like her and I respect their opinion um, and I can see where they're coming from, but I will never agree with them. <laughs> right, exactly. And, and I think that the, uh, the other way I was going to put that is, you know, we know people who um, absolutely live Gawain, right? And, um, you know, there's a WalkCon panel about, you know, like uh, that debate about Gawain. And I think that um, you're right. The first, the shared experience of of experiencing something um, elevates it, I think. So when when you first watch the trailer, the first trailer. Oh, my God. Watching it together. and then seeing reactions. And that's why, you know, why do we watch reaction videos and things like that, right? It's, it, it elevates that experience and in ways that you, you, you might not even understand um, because it's just probably endorphins or whatever. But it's, <laughs> it, there's, there's, yeah, but yeah. It's, it's, it's like, you know, it's, a, it's much more meaningful and, um, uh, than, than doing it alone. I mean, I like to do stuff alone a lot. Me too. But I think with this fandom, yeah, <laughs> with this fandom, um, there's so many things I want to do with the fandom. Yeah. Which is, um, my wife is like, who, like, who are you? Like, this is <laughs> not how you like to do things. So this makes no sense. Like, I went to Jordan Con, and I sent her like ten selfies the first night of me with other people, and she's like, I don't know who you are, like. Are what you, have like, you done to, to my husband? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, are you forced to take these selfies? Like, why? Like, why are you? <laughs> what is this? And I'm like, I, I had no, I had no answers for her. But um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it, it's that collective experience together, you know. Um, so yeah, and, and and for me, you know, that I, I, I go back to the dusty wheel. But you know, I watch Three Fall Talk. You know, Wheel Wheel and Chill, The Dark Room Social. Um, uh, and so many other, you know, not not just life dreams of, you know, people put content like, you know, like Lauren from Unraveling a Pattern, you know, reading the pattern. There's so many. I, I'm going to miss, you know, some of them and feel bad afterwards. <laughs> and then listening to all these podcasts, you know, like there, there's so many. And it's 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 just it's just hearing thoughts and you know, just different. And there's always something new, you know, that that's the thing that I've found that some new news came out and I watched three live streams about it. There's something about hearing different takes on it. That's just um, so much fun. Yeah. I think there's also the element of figuring stuff out. We haven't really talked about that, but 
you know, how much the fandom loves to solve mysteries and look for clues and overanalyze things. And I think that that is something that makes the the content creation appealing um, for the shows that do deep dives into things or, um, you know, look at every single frame of a trailer or teaser and zoom in and enhance and unblur. And I think, you know, a lot of folks who love the Wheel of Time love that kind of investigation and um, analysis and mystery. It just appeals to us. Um, and I think, you know, that's why Theoryland was a thing. And now we have the Dusty Wheel. Uh, so there's that element that brings people together because that's more fun to do in a group, right? Like you wouldn't want to go on like a huge treasure hunt by yourself because you might miss something. You know, you want to have your buddies there that all have different skills and abilities, kind of like the people on Wheel of Time. Like they all need each other. They can't do it alone. So yep, it's about them all. It's about all of us. Yeah. I think the other thing, the other thing too, is um, the creative piece. So, you know, not all of the content that we listen to is about news or um, trailers and all of that. Some of it is um, really just so creative. Like I think of like Tarvalon After Dark and their skits and the writing that they do and the artwork that we see and the music that we've heard. And for me, like I was always a very creative person when I was younger and I just lost all of that as I started adulting. And I think that the fandom also gives me that kind of outlet now to appreciate others' art, but also to start doing my own and, you know, starting to write again and, you know, do a Watt Idol parody. Um, so I think all of those things are, are you know, I think that's why we as fans and so many in the fandom are into content creation because it gives us a shared community to react to things together, to investigate things, and to make new things for each other to appreciate. If there's something you're interested about, the type of content creation, you will find it in this fandom. Yeah. With the the with the diverse um, content creators that are out there. I mean, when I first heard the episode title for the first Barside Chats, why would anyone be a dark friend? I was like, yes, these are the questions I want answered. Yeah. And it's an hour of two people just talking about this this question. It's you know finding things like that, which um, there's so many things like that with, with with the content creators that we have, and, and there's you know there's brilliant stuff like you know the what one hundred one Lauren does you know for for new people who've come to uh, this world looking at the show. I mean it's just so so much great stuff out there. You know on that note, how, how did we end up doing this? Like you know what are the origins of the lights work? Well. I wrote a Google Doc, I think. I think that was part of it. <laughs> but it, it, I think it's it started long before that, though. I mean, we, I guess technically you could say it started when we collaborated on a Dusty Wheel tribute video, right? That was the first project we did together. We uh, asked a bunch of people to record videos of what the Dusty Wheel means to them. And uh, we put it together into a video that we played for the innkeeper for 
what was the occasion? Dusty it was, Wheel Day, it right? was Dusty Wheeled. It was the the last day that they were at their first, very first studio. Yeah. Yeah. So it was um, they're the last show from their 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 first studio. So uh, the way I remember it is that they they like the day before were like, so this tomorrow's our last show from this place, and um, this is Dusty Wheel Day. And I had had this idea in my mind for 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 quite a bit of time, and I I had mentioned it to you at Jordan Con in some manner, and I remember um, writing a message to you, being like, "Remember when I said that I have this idea uh, about this?" and and you were like. Yes, we should do like you know your your response was like the sort of enthusiastic response that we get to pretty much every idea that we have now is like yes, let's do something. And <laughs> and I think we 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 came up with that kind of ridiculous um tribute um that at least uh, you know gave me a lot of joy. Um I hope it was fun for everyone involved. I think that's probably when it started, right? Yeah, I think so. And just in doing those projects, I think we figured out that we are very like-minded in a lot of things. And even, you know, part of that video was the innkeeper saying, I love it. I love this. I love that, which is something I had like picked up on very early on. And I was like, someone should make a compilation of every time he says he loves something. And then I met Anas and that's what you did. (laughs) It was amazing. (laughs) So... (laughs) Um, but yeah, so that, that we did and we did a couple other like video collaborations and then I just started to think to myself, like, I I mean, I've always been super interested in understanding the fandom and why it's so special. And I had even proposed it as a potential panel for Jordan Con 22. Um, it was not selected, but that's okay. Cause now we have this podcast. Um, so that plus these projects that we were doing, I was like, I feel like we need to do something. So I like I made this Google Doc and I wrote down all these ideas and I sent it to you and you had a pretty awesome reaction to it. Yeah. And and I think, you know, we um the collaborations that we had done or or had planned to do were so I'm not going to say they were so easy to do because they weren't, but they were so easy to do as as a team and as a as a as a collective um, force. I think that, you know, being able to come up with ideas, ridiculous, crazy ideas at times (laughs) (laughs) and uh, and like seeing no boundaries at times you know of like let's do that and let's do that and you know and, and some of that actually ended up happening that's the sort of kind of limitless approach that you need to have for the lights work i think i think you have to to try to elevate yourself to you know to to a point where you're you know you're you're giving um without really thinking of a, a a ceiling that um and i think um that's where you find so much pleasure in doing this stuff at least that's how i feel that um the first idea that i get is okay that's a great idea but like how can you how can you make this and elevate this to 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 ways that um will be fun for all of us 
and sometimes it's really crazy and and you rein me in which is good <laughs> but but um that's the sort of stuff um that that brings happiness to i think everyone yeah i mean it's it's kind of addictive in a way when you see how happy it makes people and people who you know have said that they were really touched by some of the stuff that we've done um you know people who say that well people who accuse us of making them cry uh you know i guess maybe we also like that too because we keep doing it so um you know i think it's that (laughs) i think we're just both very sentimental and we like to do things that pull at other people's sentimentality and that are are meaningful for them but i think it's also goes back to what we were saying before about like how this has changed our lives and uh meant so much to us and i think when we do these projects it's us really embracing that and being like okay how can we take this to the next level and you know we have this idea that seems really out there like we're never going to get Michael and Kate to do X, Y, Z, or, you know, we're not going to have time to finish this thing before this day. And we're just like, no, we're going to do this. And it's going to happen because that's how this works. That's how magical this fandom is. And it's just, it's so meaningful and it makes our lives feel better, you know, from the the day-to-day difficulties that we have. Yeah. I mean, you know, if if you think back to, with these collaborations when you've gotten something back from the fandom for the first time how exciting it is to see it for the first time figuring out ways to put it into whatever you're doing that is like that high you get yeah you know that you want to get again yeah um and i think that's kind of you know like you know going to a play to see donald finn right like we we're like, hey, this is happening, and and there was really no thoughts, right? It was just like, okay, so when are we going? Exactly, yeah. Like it was, it was a, <laughs> it, it was like, it was like a foregone conclusion where it's like, oh, there's no discussion here about should we or not. How can we make a change in the fandom, right? Or make bring something to the fandom, and that's a that's the fandom gives to itself in so many different ways that you always feel like, what can I do more to, to give back, right? Yeah. And it takes a lot of work and it's very tiring. And we both have a lot of other things that we do in our lives. I mean, I have a YouTube show, a column, and now I have this on top of it, plus also a full-time job uh, and a cat that's sick that I have to take care of and just, you know, so many things and you know we make the time to do these things because they mean so much to us but how many times now have we threatened to retire didn't we like on screen retire on the dusty wheel yes i think we did actually say it it's it it is recorded for all to see it is recorded (laughs) yeah yeah but um have you retired i don't think we've retired not in the slightest (laughs) (laughs) um yeah no i think um i think this is uh the start of many happiness inducing uh i'm gonna go on record and saying that crying is not what 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 i'm what i'm going for you know uh, however much i get get accused of that (laughs) but uh i think uh hopefully much more 
joy inducing happiness inducing um you know gifts for the fandom yeah if i look at our spreadsheet that we made last week it looks like we're going to be doing this for quite some time into the future and probably around the time that this episode is released uh we will be talking about our current project uh which is um bringing people to charleston so uh we're gonna have a little mini convention of our own and it's it's really exciting so yeah who knows who knows what what the future will bring for us let's just put it that this way we have unnamed projects in in <laughs> in, in, in the pipeline yes um we, already yes which is which is which is a lot of fun yes so yeah i think um you know kind of wrap it up the lights work it's all about this fandom and the, the joy and happiness, the fandom gives to us and gives to each other um, and how we could you know, just repay a little bit of that. Um, and that's why we've done the things we've done. That's why we're going to continue to do the things we want to do. We'd love for you to you know, be a part of this with us. Yeah, totally. I think we are certainly going to be inviting people onto the show and you know we're certainly going to be interacting with everyone on social media and uh, I can't wait to see how this all pans out because I think we're you know we're onto something pretty awesome here I'm excited about it so I think that kind of brings us to the end of our first episode of the lights work um but please Follow us on Twitter at LightsWorkPod, on Instagram at The Lights Work. Join our Discord server. Sponsor us on Patreon. We'll leave all those uh, links in our description. Um, you can look at our link tree and you'll be able to see all of those things. And um, we'd love to hear from you, you know, like, follow, subscribe. And we'd love to hear, um, you know, what your thoughts are, are, are about what we're doing here and just interact with us so with that now it's your turn to go out into the world and do the lights work the lights work is a wheel of time fandom podcast hosted by anas and grace the lights work is in no way affiliated with the children of the light please leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice follow us on social media or sponsor us on patreon <laughs>